The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Morningstar. I am reeling from... I just went to see Beetlejuice the Musical. Beetlejuice the Musical, huh? Yes, on Broadway. No kidding. I I didn't know that was on Broadway. I I have to say, if you are afraid of entering a theater to go see Joker... Um, if you're afraid of, of you know everything, well, theater. now no one's afraid of that. I don't think the no. incels, the incel so, community is uh, is on is on watch though. High the, alert! Yeah, so if you're afraid of the uh, one shooting per theater rule at uh, at Joker, then I highly suggest going to see, to see uh, Beetlejuice the musical. It's just like if Joker went to, if it's like if Joker took a bunch of improv classes. Well, that, I think that he did, didn't he? Well, he did stand up. That, well, that's right. In the in, movie, in the movie, at yeah. least. In the movie, at least. That's the scariest thing of all. But it, but Beetlejuice the musical, love it. All right, and don't shoot up the theater. I'm just gonna say that. Do I have to say that? There, there's do, a, do all the incels that listen? I think we have one. Don't shoot up a wait, theater. We have one confirmed incel. Listener. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, local right. military base issues warning to soldiers over joke, Joker movie screening. What about it? Uh, so local army base Fort Hunter Leggett issued a warning to soldiers Thursday via Facebook to be vigilant about their surroundings when entering theaters to see the movie screening of the Joker. Our soldiers aren't even safe, huh? <laughs> soldiers are under attack by oh my the goodness. incel scourge. Well, I didn't realize the, the the incels are taking on the United States service members. <laughs> this is this is getting out of hand. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of stuff to get to. I, I suppose we could talk a little bit about the impeachment. I mean, not too much has really moved. There might be a second the, whistleblower. The screws are loosening a little bit. A little but, bit. But basically, Trump is, he's ba- he, he's basically doubling down on this, I'm doing crimes in front of you, and so I'm normalizing the crimes now. Yeah, it's similar. We're covering uh, Warren Jeffs on this week's, uh, the conclusion of Mormonism. Obviously, for last podcast on the left, so this is, I think, part six. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, but Warren Jeffs did something very similar, where he would just brag about the crimes, brag about uh, pedophilia, and he's like, come get me. Yeah. Come on and get me. And, the, and, Trump, and is, Trump is saying to China now, like, hey, do you mind helping me out with these uh, these crimes that I'm trying to commit? Yeah, indeed. So, you know, that is what it is. It's all over the news, and um, there's a lot of people talking about it. Uh, there might be a second whistleblower. Will it go anywhere? Who knows? They still have to go to committee. This this is the thing. In this country, people, we don't really have a lot of civics in this country, right? No. So no one really understands. They're talking about, in, okay, so impeachment is not happening yet, just so you know. They are discussing possibly impeaching him. They have the committees set up, and then once they decide, after getting all of the information yeah. to move forward, then it has to go to another committee, in which case then they have to say, We've decided to impeach. And then at some point, the House will then pass legislation saying we're officially impeaching the president. And that begins the process. And by the way, our so role. So we are not, he is not beat. He, this is like, it's just, it, we haven't even begun impeachment. Also, we are, you and I, and the rest of the people listening to this, we're just off to the sidelines. We have I no, have a we, bachelor's in political science we, from a public university. But that we, is it. But we have no, we're not like. 
we're not pulling the levers of impeachment whatsoever. So we basically no. are just watching people do their job. It's like uh, when you, you tell the Sims to do something and then you just sort of watch the Sims go about their day. Yeah. Setting their house on fire, putting babies in the sort of a, rooms with no doors. Well, that's a horrible place to put a baby. But that's, that's what that's you do bad, in that's the a Sims. Bad, that's, that's bad you, Sims play. You, you play out your Joker impulses in uh-huh. the Sims. Anyway. So the impeachment thing is still going down. Okay. Can I, is that, it, it, I mean, people are like, oh, you got to do an episode every day on it. It is all clerical at this point, and there's been a couple. We'll, well, now we have to talk about it because I opened my mouth, and now we're talking about it. There are a few Republicans, two senators, yeah, two Republican senators that have come out and said what Donald Trump is doing is wrong, but should we impeach? And that's Mitt Romney and Ben Sass. And those two Republican senators are the most aggressive anti-Trump Republicans yes. that are out there. And literally all they have said is like, oh, they're shredding the carrot. When your mother used to take, exactly. they're just doing the, the, the shredding of the carrot with their fingers. Anyway, so if you want to see um, government stall, this will be a great opportunity for you to watch it. I will give Chuck Grassley a little bit of credit when it comes to support for the whistleblowers. Chuck Grassley has been, he's a Republican, obviously. Hardcore Republican. That dude has been around Ever, I want to say like forty years. Chuck, have you seen him lately? Yeah, he looks like a Good scarecrow. God Almighty, he has just been around, but he has been good about protecting whistleblowers, um, not giving the names of whistleblowers. He did criticize Donald Trump for basically putting the whistleblower on blast, being like, "I'm going to find out who you are." And when I do, my people are going to go visit your people, and maybe you'll have a couple of broken kneecaps. But at the very least, Chuck Grassley has said, that's bad, Mr. President. And that's, if you're looking for anything else from the Republican Party, that's all you're going to get. So I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, with the, it seems, it seems the, like maybe Grassley pulled the short straw or something, and he's the one that has to say something yes. in defense of civility. And now Trump is tweeting at Mitt Romney, and I was watching freaking television news, which is ridiculous. And they were like, Mitt Romney, on the he's taking the brunt of the attack from Donald Trump. Well, he knew what he was going up against when he said cr- something critical of Donald Trump. I'm like, he was get, he's getting tweeted at. Who can't, like, yeah. it's not brave. It's not like, I can't believe he's dealing with that much abuse. He is getting added on Twitter. President Trump Good says. freaking Lord. President Trump says Mitt Romney choked in 2012 oh. election after Romney criticizes calls to investigate Biden. This is cool. Honestly. This is really cool. This is after cool our, news. After our Mormonism series, not to harken back to that too much, I cannot even believe how far he got. Yeah. Absolutely. When it comes to <laughs> damn near being president of the United States. So anyway, when there is new breaking developments, we will cover that. Potentially another double, uh, another double, a double whistleblower. Potentially another whistleblower. It seems like there could be 58 other whistleblowers because I think there were 60 people on this phone call. Yeah. And of course, there's also been the House. They're, they've been issuing subpoenas. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo got a subpoena. But the thing with this is, and this is another thing that we have to remember is, the House Congress has no ability to enforce their subpoenas. So if you say no, they can't do anything about it. So literally, they have like, the checks and balances are so ridiculous because the House, in this case, unless you have both the Senate and the House, 
Congress just does not function. And as we saw, that's most likely why the last time we had a balanced budget, obviously it was a Republican Congress with Bill Clinton as president. That seems to be the way that things function the best. But anyway, so we'll see. Maybe Mike Pompeo goes under oath if he wants to. I have no idea. Uh, There's reports, and I don't even know how to take these reports, but there are people being like, he seems more nervous in meetings. Fucking, I mean that's, what is that? Okay. that is the news now though it is the these news like is he's twitchy kind of kind of like just twitchy uh, updates that don't really seem different from the last article but they're seemingly worthy of an article yeah I mean like little things like now that there's more text coming out from uh, this Volker guy yes the the envoy to Ukraine yes and it's like so things are firming up a little bit but it's still just like a gen- just sort of this hazy gelatinous I am going, glob of stuff yes and i am just having like uh deja vu this just reminds me of the Mueller report all over again with the media hopping on board with the impeachment thing before again he's even being impeached and just beating it down people's throats to the point where it's where we're almost immune to it they've almost va- donald trump has almost vaccinated us from his scandals because we just see so many that it's like, okay, well, you know, we he, just have to win Trump, in 2020. Trump normalizes the bad behavior, but then the media really does make you almost get exhausted by it. Exactly. That you completely tune it out. Exactly. So, anyway, we don't want to be a problem and like are we, that. Are we going to have impeach the the clown the the clown prince shirts or something like that are we gonna have impeachment shirts i'm sure that, maybe no effects will come out with another album I was, and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing like i was saying to you before in berlin at the airport i saw this guy who was clearly a german citizen yeah with a uh uh muller it's muller time it's muller time shirt on and he was clear he's just a german guy speaking no the Mu- german the muller report just became a way to sell merch yeah, it was like stri- that's all it became. At the end of the day, everyone's just like, "I got a catchphrase, and I'm copywriting that catchphrase, putting it on Redbubble, buy my shirt, 1999." Yeah, talking about the the Mueller report was like, "Did you did you watch Stranger Things? Did you binge Stranger Things?" That was on the same level. It really was. It's, uh, it's sad. I wonder what yeah, like what kind of merch is coming out of impeachment? I'm I'm, I'm looking for that merch. I you know what man, merch will be coming. Merch will be coming. And it's funny. It's a it is a reality show president in Donald Trump, and in Ukraine, their president is a former stand up comedian. Yeah. So those are the two people who are in charge of, or these these are the two people who are the catalyst of potential impeachment: a reality show uh, entertainer and a former stand up comedian. I wonder why the world seems to be in disarray. All right. Well, let's talk about something that is. Uh, a little bit different here. Let's talk about some positive news for now. I guess let's start with the big news when it comes to the Democrats. And this is not positive news. No. Uh, Bernie Sanders, 78 years young. He had an incident, obviously he had a heart attack. And man, what do you think? I am. Life is bigger than politics. Yeah. And I think Elizabeth Warren is doing a great job of both fundraising and now in many polls being the favorite. She's taken a lot of the uh, fervor that Bernie Sanders helped create in 2016, no denying that, and she sort of repackaged it in a in a more Elizabeth Warren type way, slightly uh, less bombastic and definitely uh, more angry. more ambiguous in some of the policies. Some of them, um, but what do you think, man? I, I selfishly 
I want to crack a whip and keep Bernie on the treadmill, <sighs> uh, get that heart pumping. I want him to run up the, the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum. Yeah, you want a, a rocky I moment? I want to get him back on the horse. I will, if he needs a part of my heart, I might be willing to part. No, Travis, you need all of your heart. I don't you need can't, all, that's all not of it. I don't need all of it. It's not, your, of it. it's not a liver. You need all of your heart. It's not a kidney. We need to... Can we, I don't know, do some sort of Krang situation? You are literally saying we have to rebuild him. We have to That's rebuild what you're Bernie <laughs> to get him going again. Put him in a Marty. Uh, for all, I don't care what it takes. We, we need him going. And I think a lot of people are also saying like, oh, um, you know, Hillary had pneumonia or the walking flu or the walking dead or whatever she had. This when, is a heart attack. And, and, and this is a heart attack. And so there's a lot of like, oh, really? So that we can attack Hillary, but we can't attack Bernie. But... Because be, people are saying, like, Bernie should obviously stop campaigning now. He said he, so the but, the next Democratic debate is October 15th. There's going to be 12 candidates. Uh, despite the fact that the media, and I'm not, in, I don't endorse, uh, although I think on Instagram I did officially endorse uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, but, <laughs> you know, on this show I try to, But you, you did know, it in Puffin's voice. I did it in Puffin's voice, yeah. so it's fine. Um, but Andrew Yang, they really try to forget that he's doing quite well. Like media just keeps him off. He's he's done more fundraising. He made ten million bucks. He's made more money than Cory Booker in this past cycle, and they still kind of like forget about him. I'm like throw you know throw Andrew a little bit of love. He's doing well. He's out there plugging away doing his thing. People are saying people are saying that you know it's yeah it, Bernie is like I think he's the oldest seventy eight. Oh yeah, by he's far. the by far the oldest. Yes. I, but what is Trump? Trump is like seventy six. They're all geriatric, and Trump has the diet. Of Slimer, it's, yeah. so it's like keeps him young. You know, Bernie had a heart attack, but he's up. He's up again. He eats uh, good friends for breakfast. That Kashi, good good yeah. friends. Yeah, uh, he's. I don't know. Keep it going. I don't know. We need to throw his body into a into an android or something. Well, so because uh, his ideas definitely need to to live on. And I think that they will, even if he gets out of this race, even if he has to. And again, health reasons. You only live once, and. Being president is not worth dying over. And so I just want him to be healthy. 78 years old, running for president is extremely exhausting. It is like next level insane. The schedule is nuts. It does play into what people were already concerned about with his age. Not to be like cold here, but politically, it doesn't help. <laughs> you know, like yeah. politically, it's, it's not going to help. However, Bernie Sanders in this last quarter, he did do great with fundraising. He made 25.3 million bucks. So his campaign is healthy on that front. Just a little bit over Warren's war- actually. Yep. And man. Elizabeth Warren made 24 million dollars in fundraising. Buttigieg at 19 million. Former Vice President Joe Biden 15 million dollars. Kamala 11, Yang 10, and Cory Booker hanging in there with 6 million dollars. So the money is still there for Bernie despite the poll numbers not looking quite as strong as they did in the in the beginning. And one of the reasons why not, and this isn't really talked about too much, is Elizabeth Warren, she's doing much better when it comes to the black vote. Joe Biden still leads pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. He gets about 40%. Obviously, going in with Barack Obama, the Obama coalition relied heavily on the African-American vote. Hillary Clinton just was not able in 2016 to get them on board. Biden is still has that tentatively, uh, the Obama coalition that obviously put him in the White House for two consecutive terms. But Elizabeth Warren is now at 19% when it comes to African-American support. 
And before the latest poll was, I believe she was at 10%. So she's up now with the African-American voter. And that is because I think she's sticking with the issues. She's sort of over the whole Native American kerfluffle. People of color were like, not thrilled with that, as you can imagine. It seems like she's moved on from that scandal and she's sticking with the issues and uh, she's peeling away a little bit of the black boat that I think a lot of people thought was going to go to someone like Cory Booker or someone like Kamala Harris. But Elizabeth Warren, with her, with her stances when it comes to economics, I think are really resonating with the African-American voter. And I also think that her stance on criminal justice reform is really resonating. And, you know, just the history, this whole thing where it's like, oh, I'm worried about Elizabeth Warren. Is it going to be Hillary 2.0? The only thing that they have in common is gender. That is it. They are like entirely, Absolutely. entirely yeah. different Diametrically people. opposed. So I don't ever want to hear that. I hate that. Like people are like, I'm just worried. Hillary did not lose because she was a woman. Hillary lost because she did not do what she was supposed to do when it came to campaigning in states that mattered. And again, the hawkish resume that she came with, the devastation of the 93-94 crime bills, and we're not rehashing 2016, but that really devastated a community. And that community doesn't forget very easily when those people that are incarcerated in 93 are still incarcerated today. Well, on the, on the opposite end, you, don't see, you, you never saw uh, powerful people trembling in their boots at Hillary Clinton's um, candidacy. As you we know, see with Zuckerberg. Well, yeah. Zuckerberg recently had a, a leaked, I guess, shareholder meeting mm-hmm. where he basically said, like, if, if in particular Warren wins the presidency, we are going to have a problem and we're going to unfortunately have to um, fight the U.S. government in court because Warren is one of these people who is correctly, I think, uh, saying that Facebook should be broken up and treated almost more like a utility. Hey, man, we had the that great man, the New York Times reporter, talking about Facebook, what it is in the back end. Mike uh, Isaac, the, yeah. Mike Isaac, the, the bugs under the rock that is social media, the data collection that it does. Man, they are very, very powerful. And I think she's right. It's scary as hell, man. And it's one... I think people don't understand. It is really like Mark Zuckerberg owns Facebook. He has he has majority stake of that company. He yes. controls how the algorithms work. He exactly. Controls, he was responsible for. So in 2018, there was a base. There was a genocide in Myanmar, and Facebook was a, a central tool used for to, the genociders. For the genociders, and Facebook's response was to um, disable the Facebook Messenger feature in Myanmar. That was their response. Great. To the to the genocide you know, in Myanmar. We, obviously, when talking about you know going back briefly to the impeachment situation, not about impeachment, but what's it really about, right? Interference in U.S. elections. Yeah, and people want to feel like we have secure and safe elections. Now that's up for debate as well, given the private companies that own the voting machines that oftentimes also have uh, you know sort of want to put their finger on the scale a little bit for a candidate here or there. But when it comes to influencing elections, Mark Zuckerberg has just come out and said that he doesn't want one political candidate specifically to win. Yes. This is like, this is just as big as the Russians making memes and fake Twitter accounts. This is literally where, unfortunately, millions of Americans get their, I'm doing hashtags news yeah and so the fact that zuckerberg has just openly been like we don't want this chick to win 
it's kind of like <laughs> for me i'm like yeah. i don't care what the chinese find on joe biden like that is much like that's pretty intense yeah this is it's i mean it, you have to think about it like the person who controls your electricity or your water saying some stuff about like we don't want we don't want this candidate to run. Be- they want to clean up the water supply. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, it's the, you know, Republicans have been talking about this for a long time. This notion of like bias in Silicon Valley and you know, getting shadow banned. And honestly, Dinesh D'Souza, maybe people just don't look at your Twitter feed. I don't know, but this is a very real instance, as opposed to the many manufactured instance uh, where people, because everyone likes to feel like they're the victim. And Republicans are great at it. Democrats are everyone's freaking great at it. Look at a man, uh, Amber Geiger for crying out loud. Yes, that psycho who busted into a man's house and shot him when he's eating ice cream on his couch got ten years in prison. We should actually talk about that a bit at further. And she was crying on the stand that everyone felt they're like, oh my god, so strange, so strange. Unbelievable. The, 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 at least Michael Slager, the guy, got twenty years. The South Carolina cop, at least he was on the beat. The uh, I mean, my god, he just broke into somebody's house and shot him in the, the fucking pictures tent. of. Botham Jean's uh, brother hugging Amber Geiger, and then the judge also. Hey, man! Just absolutely bizarre. The uh, the power of white woman tears <laughs> can never be understated. I mean, we still have. I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but the woman who like made the lies about Emmett Till is still alive, and yeah. she was just like, "I lied about it." And everyone's like, "Man, I can't believe you had to go through that." It was like the so, so hard. It, it was like the judge who. Uh, was it Ted Bundy? He was like, you would have made a fine a lawyer. A fine lawyer. My boy. My freaking lord. Anyway, everyone likes to be a victim. But in this case, even when they were murderers, uh, in this case, it is very accurate to say that Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook just instinctively will be biased against Elizabeth Warren because yeah. they don't want her to win. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's just human nature. I'm not, like, making that up. Well, and also- and I think that, you know, honestly- so, sometimes in politics, it's not who likes you. Sometimes it's also really good to have enemies that other people really don't like. Yeah, Facebook has also just admitted that they will not censor blatantly false political advertisements. That's that's just a company. That's a policy now on Facebook. If you are lying in a Facebook ad that is a political campaign ad. Uh huh. They they do not see it as being because you know what though I they, actually they, they say they take it into they take into so many other consider, considerations. Again, this is a website that was created to rate how attractive women are. I actually understand why they would have that policy. Are they going to be the harbingers of deciding what's true or not? These like tw- what did they, they? He said they hired twenty thousand more people. Moderate thirty thousand moderators. There's thirty thousand mod. How are they even going to if they even propose that idea of being like? We're going to figure out what's true and what's not true in politics. I mean, so, yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a gray, gray lady on that one. Until last week, Facebook's ad policies prohibited false or misleading content. Uh, This is from October 3rd. Okay, Uh, Facebook quietly changed its policies last week and eliminated that language. Facebook says, I wonder, do you think it was because and you can continue? I'm sorry, but do you think it was because they realized that they couldn't do it? So they were just like, we're not even going to pretend that we can. Uh, Facebook says politicians are exempt from fact checking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Basically, I mean, I'm reading this article that you basi- cannot make that up. That's unreal. <laughs> basically, politicians are exempt from fact checking. Well, and they give a bunch of they give a bunch of like 
reasons why, but it's a, basically face, Facebook says Trump can lie in his Facebook ads. Uh, right. But if it's, I don't know, there, there's some sort of like delineating line between what are considered sort of a Facebook Facebook sponsored kind of ads and then ads coming from the campaign itself. Okay. I, uh, it's all it's all basically um, yeah, anything. Pol- it's just a wild wild. Politicians wild. can lie in, okay. in their ads. Well, that's that's nothing new, I suppose. Well, speaking of social media and politicians lying, uh, Kamala Harris has come out and she wrote a formal formal <laughs> letter to Twitter. Did you hear about this? And it was requesting that they kick Donald Trump off their platform. Oh, yeah. This was like the big news from her campaign. And um, I don't know if it's going to work, but we'll see. So she calls for the CEO to suspend Donald Trump's Twitter uh, handle, uh, which, again, in my opinion, if you're a Democrat, his Twitter is batshit. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no way that it helps him. There should, is no way that it we, helps him. Yeah, shouldn't we, like, egg him on? Like More tweets, buddy. We should, we should bring back Favestar for Donald yes. Trump so that he feels even more uh, inclined to post. More tweets that can be used against you in the court of law as soon as you are out of the White House. This man is snorting Adderall and going on a post. He's in a post trance. So in the letter she wrote to Jack Dorsey, and you know me, I hate freaking Twitter. But this is what she says. Harris said that Trump has used his account to, quote, target, harass, and attempt to out the whistleblower. Uh, She goes on to say, President Trump also published the following tweet suggesting that violence could be incited should Congress issue formal articles of impeachment against him. She highlighted a tweet from Donald Trump, and this was the tweet from Trump. If if (laughs) If the Democrats are successful in removing the president from office, which they never will be, it will cause a civil war like 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 fracture in this nation nation from which our country will never heal. Isn't that amazing? He really believes that our nation would not heal if we if the if if uh, if Congress impeaches him, which is obviously hyperbolic and totally stupid. But that was her, I guess, attempt to get Donald Trump off of Twitter. And again, (laughs) I'm like, keep him on there because he looks crazy and he looks crazier every day. You know what might happen if if Donald Trump gets impeached is, do you remember back in 2016 when uh, there was all these (laughs) people kept spotting clowns in the woods? I do, man. I loved clown game. It it was 2016, right before the election. And once once Trump does get impeached, those clowns are coming right back out of the woods. They've They've been lying dormant waiting for our sort of civil unrest in in the country. I love that, man. I loved when the biggest scandal in the country was clowns. When once he gets if he gets impeached, those clowns are coming back in a big way. It's possible. I, I feel it. Man, I could see them being Trumpers. It's it's extremely possible. <laughs> I feel it. Halloween is on the way, which means it's time to break out the rubber spiders, fake cobwebs, and jack-o'-lanterns. But if you've got a family, you might be dealing with something a little scarier right now, shopping for life insurance. If the idea of looking for life insurance intimidates you, try PolicyGenius.com. PolicyGenius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the PolicyGenius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy, they can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. 
and nobody appreciates policy geniuses help more than me. I was on the hunt for the right insurance policy for me, and to be honest, I found the process quite overwhelming. That is until policy genius stepped in. They make navigating the world of insurance easy and stress-free, even if you know nothing about insurance. This October, take the scariness out of buying life insurance with policy genius. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Well, speaking of other, I guess, um, campaigns trying to silence uh, people within the Trump orbit, and I also think I think this is also a mistake, honestly. I think Harris calling for the whatever. Stop thinking about Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever. But Joe Biden, did you hear about this? Uh, his campaign contacted television networks and television anchors. And they demanded, this is a quote, they demanded that uh, that all television shows and television networks and television anchors don't have Rudy Giuliani on their programs anymore. This is the same and thing. Why in the world Rudy Giuliani is the best person the Democrats could ever ask for to be on television? Why would they do this? So this is a true story, and it's missing the mark as far as I'm concerned. So this is, a, this is what uh, a top... Biden campaign advisor wrote this is from Anita Dunn and Kate Bedingfield this is what they wrote in a letter they said we are writing today with grave concern that you continue to book Rudy Giuliani on your air to spread false debunked conspiracy theories on behalf of Donald Trump they go on to say giving Rudy Giuliani valuable time on your air push to push these lies in the first place is a disservice to your audience and a disservice to journalism and no. again, they are missing the mark. Rudy Giuliani is a punchline. He, well, and also he's not—he's doing us a great service. He's like getting flop sweat on the news, <laughs> and he's doing like soliloquies to himself, like in between actually talking to the anchor, where he's like, "I don't—I must keep the ruse alive. I must." Uh, oh my <laughs> God! You can see the the plumes of smoke uh, permeating from his ears, like the buildings of 9/11, which is very sad. Yes. Um, but nonetheless, you can see him collapsing on television every single time he speaks. Yeah, every time he has a so thought, why, a, a plane crash lands into his It's into a, his It is a mental, it's a cerebral <laughs> aircraft. It's a, a cerebral airplane craft. Uh, airplane crash every time that man goes on television. So if I'm working for Biden, double it up. Giuliani on every show, every second. Of every day, I think he should have a cameo on This Is Us. He should have. He should just he should. be. He should be required to be on every show now to to come and make his case. So this <laughs> note, it was obtained by the New York Times. It was sent to executives and top political anchors at ABC, CBS, CNN, Fox News, and NBC. And I think the only ones that might take him up on this offer is Fox News, because they realize <laughs> how much damage Giuliani is doing. Just to Republicans in general, just the Republican brand is getting hurt by the very existence of Rudy Giuliani. Well, so I don't know why they also uh, uh, included star interviewers like Jake Tapper, Chuck Todd, and Chris Wallace. I just when the American people see this kind of stuff, it is like, why are you doing that? Why aren't you focusing on jobs, automation? You know, what's going on with the environment? The Amazon is still burning. Uh, but we got to get Giuliani off of television. <laughs> yeah. That's really that important to you, Biden campaign? You are losing in the polls. <laughs> Every day that you don't do well is another day closer to the grave 
for your entire campaign. So why are you stressed out about Giuliani on television? Speaking of the grave, I you know I would I would take Bernie Sanders' corpse over over Joe Biden at this point. So, you would take oh really? Yeah, I would vote for for a deceased Bernie Sanders. A weekend at Bernie's. It makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. See, it's all coming together. Yeah, now. I, yeah. I get it. <laughs> anyway, those were just two sort of minutia campaign things where I'm like Harris, don't worry about Donald Trump's Twitter feed. I think it makes him look horrible. And if you actually look at them, I, I did do a, there was an article that broke down how, how much engagement he actually gets and broke it down with how many followers he has and then how many comments were positive. And overall, like he just gets his ass kicked on Twitter. He doesn't like the comments are all negative. And then the amount of retweets and likes, and not that I, again, I hate the word you, talking about Twitter. For, yeah, but, for somebody who hates Twitter, you're looking at his, his no, tweet I did, it, They broke it down analytically, and they're like, he's got some, he's got like a low return. I don't freaking know. But he doesn't do that well on Twitter. You're a Twitter guy through and through. Oh, my God. <laughs> as much as you don't like to admit it. No, I like Instagram because I show pictures of my dog. Good Lord almighty. Um, all right. Well, what else do we have here going on? Uh, Elizabeth Warren a confirmed cougar ah uh, yes uh, okay i mean this story is a lie <laughs> I, mean, um, I mean it is so clear jacob wool forget God. joaquin phoenix jacob wool is the joker because this man is just going on fraudulent pr stunts after fraudulent- why why do they even book him? honestly he is one of those guys where it's like he's not even successful enough to be booked I but have he no made idea. Up a lie. I have no idea. I I first knew him as Jacob Wool is this guy who he comes up with these very elaborate sort of PR campaigns. This one's not elaborate. He just said Elizabeth Warren boned a twenty four year old marine. Elaborate is generous. He, he 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 on Twitter he was like this guy who was going around. He was like tweeting these things like. Uh, I just walked into a a hipster coffee shop and all the hipsters are saying they love Trump and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people were he was getting attention that way. But he was also doing like. Yeah, so he would make up all these like incredibly obviously false things, and he uh, he's like Nathan Fielder, like he just commits to the bit so intensely. Yeah. So he's doing his own version of dumb Starbucks by saying that uh, Elizabeth Warren hired a <laughs> hired a male escort off of CowboysAndAngels.com. Like that, I'm and then and then had the guy do like extreme BDSM stuff with her, and then he uh, then he posted a, a photo of his. Um, lashing that he took from from Warren. Hey, you know what? I hope it's true. Oh uh, no! And Why it, not? What in, in a binary choice? Elizabeth Warren's got to get her freak on. You know what? Let's just. I'm going to say it is true. Good for her. What? It, good, why not? Well, that's Go the thing. The fact that you can say good for her, it's like you don't understand how like sort of sexual uh, uh, scandals work. There's no. <laughs> there's no power play here. There's no. no it seemed like it was consensual. It was so com- it's still uh, highly better consensual. Than everything else. Th- th- this is not Bill Clinton. Um, Monica you know, Lewinsky having yeah. a Monica Lewinsky moment. Even if this were true, you couldn't think of anything that was a little bit more like damning than uh, than her having sex with a Marine that had a triple X tattoo on the back of his neck. She she likes. Hey, you know what, man? I good for her. I hope it's true. That's all she. Gets and I hope it, her husband was watching in the corner. I don't care what people do. All, she, all it does, all it deserves is a good for her. Like that's it. That's it. Well, speaking of people who are crazy, I actually got this uh, DM, and I'm not going to say who it's from, uh, but it's from a listener, and I think this is actually kind of an interesting question. Uh, she says, "Hello, Mr. Kissel," and I say, "Hello." Um, <laughs> she says, "This is the transcript." Hello. 
She says, I was wondering if you had any tips on dealing with hyper-political relatives. My InfoWars-obsessed brother-in-law and his wife, they're 29 and 22, have been literally hanging flyers around town to let people know, quote-unquote, the truth. And my mom-in-law is at her wits end. Any advice? So, man, that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're going through this as a family. Um, there's nothing worse than when you're... Relatives get politically involved for the first time and really think they're onto something, and then it turns out the thing that they're onto is a man who has confessed to being a moron <laughs> in that of Alex Jones. So, you know, as we've talked about before on this show, and I've mentioned it on national television, Travis. Yeah. Uh, politics really have become, or they've sort of taken on this religious fanaticism, and so when people dive in for the first time, it is almost like when a born again Christian finds themselves being born again for the first. Five years, they're going to be a colossal pain in the ass yeah. before they realize they've isolated themselves from everyone else. And if they want to have friends again, they have to chill the F out. So it seems like these people I have been radicalized by Infowars. I will never understand anyone who could believe anything that comes out of the mouth of Alex Jones. But at this point, I think it's safe to say they have a mild form of a mental illness. Absolutely. Uh, so they're just go. I mean, I don't know what to really tell you other than let them play it out and make sure they don't. The one scary thing here is it starts with flyers, then it uh, might end with bullets flying. You have to be careful that they don't start because you know once you go down the infowars, once infowars because becomes your base of information, the information beneath that information. This is how you really start to see people get truly mentally ill and potentially uh, commit acts of violence. And I'm not saying that they are now. Obviously, they're just putting flyers around, and that's that's their right, although it is littering. They have freedom of speech, but it's it's just make sure that they, you know, just check out the receipts on gun sales. But the, the weird thing is I don't think these people that are like these vociferous, old, conservative Fox News viewers people, they're not like, this is not... On no, these people are young. These are twenty nine and twenty two years old. Is that what this yeah. message is referring to? Yeah. Well, I would say it's it's not even like a uh, a political stance so much as a they're filling a void with these like these uh, news sources and this the, your you know whatever social media feed that you're looking at. Uh, there's this really great little documentary called My Dad the Facebook Addict. Oh, okay. And this guy, he he is just completely consumed by is this the guy i think i saw a picture he has like three monitors yeah I, that show, that I showed this on last stream actually. okay yeah. okay yeah so this so this dad is just like oh he's got a he's got a war chest of memes he's got an arsenal of memes That's you remember right him? yes uh, <laughs> it's funny and then so but sad the thing is and i think this does apply to people who are so who get so revved up by the stuff they see online they literally need something to to be replaced by that thing and so like in the in the my dad the facebook addict they literally stage an intervention and they like swap out his inner you know you really do need to like change your friends like passwords and and shit like that to and then, then like throw a basketball at them and be like hey let's let's do something else because yeah. this is clearly something you're fixating on like uh like ocd like Go- it is a mental illness oh, in absolutely i mean honestly you know it's funny because i know you know i i I dump on Twitter, but really that's what happened with me as well. Like, I mean, I was starting to stay up until like five, six o'clock in the morning, just staring at my Twitter feed, um, looking at all the updates, 
you know, really being like, oh, someone's going to say something mad, bad about me. Someone's going to say something good about me. Just like the whole thing. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, I better, I want to stay on, I want to stay up to date. And so I would find myself staring at this stupid little phone until six o'clock in the morning and really, truly driving myself mildly insane. That's why I got on Wellbutrin. And that's really why I ended up just unfollowing everyone on Twitter. I'm like, it's mildly psychotic, obviously, but I was having a mildly psychotic break. And um, so I just I was like, I'm taking the power away from yeah. this thing, you know, because I, I was speaking with my buddy about this recently and she was just wonderful. And she was like, you know, everyone that we moved away with, like everyone in our small town we moved away from, like found us. And now they're just in our pocket. Yeah. Like everyone that you moved away from your entire life, everyone you're like, I got to get the hell out of here. These people drive me insane. Now, now they, they're just here. Yeah, and they kind of, they still kind of rule your life. They're also. still in your brain, even <laughs> yeah. more so than they were, because at least back in the day, you could go shut your door and you wouldn't have to look at them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think there is also something to be said about, like, we live in a an extremely, extremely, bit, it's, it's bitterly ironic, but we live in the most lonely time in, like, American history. It's more like unsocial media. I mean, seriously, it though, really is, though. It, it is extremely lonely, and so these social media... Um, platforms really do rule our brains sometimes. And that is by design. Going back briefly here to Elizabeth Warren, uh, she was giving a, uh, a, a, a stump speech, and this is what she had to say regarding big tech. She says, we have these giant corporations. Do I have to tell the people in Long Island City that they can roll over everyone. Of course, you mentioned Long Island City because that's where Amazon yes. was going to come and plop their headquarters and just continue to jack up rents to the point where even if you are a millionaire in New York, you're just middle class, um, which is not the way it should be. She went on to compare Amazon to the dystopian novel The Hunger Game, and then or The Hunger Games. It's not just one. No, there's no. Multiple. That was that was Travis and I this week. We both ate Taco Bell this week. I sat down. Man, here. I told you not to tell. Anyone I'm sorry. That. I know it was our secret. <laughs> we both ate Taco Bell. We were bad, bad. Well, Taco Bell has a lot of. Um vegan options actually mm-hmm. they do so there you go there do. and Take that, that that fire sauce is uh, meat free um so she goes on to say yes the amazon uh she compared amazon to the dystopian novel the hunger games and then she said and i love this line i'm sick of freeloading billionaires and i think we can all relate to that and this idea like that's the whole thing with like I was talking to my boy Kep, uh, he's a great financial reporter, with the Fed, Donald Trump going against the Fed, obviously, hey man, audit the Fed as far as I'm freaking concerned, but the reason he wants to do that is because he has his own interest rates that he wants to see lowered, it has nothing to do with you, it's just another smokescreen under the guise of like doing it for the little guy, he's just doing it for himself, and everything that he has recommended that he would change for the Fed would not help anyone other than the extremely, extremely wealthy. So, I mean, everyone agrees the Fed is like, what What the hell are you guys doing in there as you uh, manipulate our currency on a regular basis? But nonetheless, Donald Trump does not have the plan that would actually help any of us. So it seems like uh, Elizabeth Warren's big tech conversation is resonating with people. And you know what? There is a sort of populism to her presentation uh, that I think is going to resonate with a lot of people who previously supported Trump? I really do. I, I just I have a lot of faith in her. Not not to make this the mouthpiece of Elizabeth Warren podcast, um, but anyway. Yeah, and also Mark Zuckerberg is a really, even though he's a clearly like a soulless weirdo, he's like a super smart guy, and he can see 
the writing on the wall. He in that leaked shareholder meeting, he was saying how like you know before 2016, people generally didn't pay us any mind like social media companies and social media usually got kind of like glowing praise and or completely just like neutrality towards them. And now since 2016, people are being more the people scrutinize Facebook a lot more yes. in in the government and as consumers. You know after. Cambridge Analytica uh-huh. after all of our data was released uh, I guess one in four people removed the Facebook app from their phones and so we have we have a sort of a populace that's being more scrutinous of of social media giants like that and so she's right. hitting on the exact right sort of the temperature is exactly right to be making the case to break up all these these social the, the to break up Facebook uh, but also to sort of be more uh, hands-on and regulatory with all these social these all these um all these tech giants well there you go so we will see what happens regarding uh zuckerberg facebook and the feud between elizabeth warren i'm uh, just reading a little bit of new information here now uh, regarding some of the republicans uh susan collins has come out and said that it was completely inappropriate uh, for Donald Trump to ask China to probe Joe Biden. Ooh, I like to think about probing Joe Biden. What genre of porn is that? Uh, I don't know. But then uh, Lindsey Graham came out and said uh, Donald Trump, quote, sounds like a normal person. <laughs> so uh, there you go. There you go on that front. Everything is so normal right now. Everything is so normal. When I think about Donald Trump, I just think he sounds like a normal person. Let's go through some polls. Donald Trump's approval rating. What do you think it is right now, buddy? 41. 43% approve of Don, of what Donald Trump is doing. 54% disapprove. And again, for anyone being like, well, there's no way he's going to get reelected. Obama in 2011 was at around 43% as well hmm. during a similar time in uh, his presidential life. So the American people are funny. Uh, you never know what that means. But approve 43%, disapprove. 40, 54%. And when it comes to the primaries, we have got some interesting information. This is the most recent polling data as of October 5th. Uh, we have Joe Biden coming in. He is down a little bit. He's at 24%. And as I was mentioning, Elizabeth Warren uh, nipping at his heels at 21%. And Bernie Sanders at 16%. Everyone else in single digits. Buttigieg five, Harris five, Yang two, O'Rourke two. Remember that Beto O'Rourke? He's still he's still doing it. Yeah, he's on a skateboard. No kidding. It's great. He's saying shit a bunch still, huh? Yeah. Cool. He guy. he's full on Bart Simpson. <laughs> uh, Booker's at one, Klobuchar's at one, and then Castro is at uh, just under one percent. So you know, I don't know. I understand. Run. Run until your heart to die. Whatever. Well, that's but that's if you're a little a fi- bit of a bad phrasing there. Uh, what? Run until your heart gives out. No, not until your heart gives out. That's a song, I think. Well, anyway, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, if you're still polling in the single digits after the fourth debate, I don't know. But uh, it's good to have a, it's good to have the marketplace of ideas still open for business, Travis. Yes. That's what matters the most. And February 3rd. 19 states, February 3rd, 2020, will be heard in the first Democratic primary. So we will definitely have some more answers then. But it seems like Warren campaign, the Warren campaign is uh, is heating up. It seems like the Biden campaign. I don't know if this whole stupid Ukraine thing 
is hurting him or not hurting him, if it's helping him. Donald Trump literally came out and said that he's loving it. Like, he's like, this is the best. But I don't know what... I have no idea. I can't tell. He's such a freaking maniac. It's a huge... It's going to be interesting because it's a huge roll of the dice if Trump... If, if Trump is successful in all this, it just um, reeks he, to me. he will literally rewrite history. The irony is, you know, going back to what we were talking about with people being like, is Warren just Hillary 2.0? I think that Biden really is. Absolutely. You know, if you look at you look at the resume. That, if you think that Hillary and Elizabeth Warren are the same, you're just you're just not a very informed person. Right. That's I mean, I don't I don't know who would be making these claims other than people that. That's, it's literally that's, boobies. You literally, you literally <laughs> see, it. you literally see the the woman symbol on a restroom. That is like you 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 don't see the difference between. The, you're right. like, oh, these two are the same because they both have have dresses on. Right. Uh, I, it's it's pretty ridiculous. So we'll see. I, I suppose if it is Biden, and I say it's, you know, he reminds me more of Hillary because obviously when all the sexual assault stuff came out, then Trump brought all the the women who accused Bill Clinton of sexual assault. Basically was just doing whataboutism, and he's setting that exact thing up now with Ukraine, right? He's just setting that exact same whataboutism. Yeah, yep, you can say I did this, you can say I did that, but look over there. They did that, and they did this too. So, I guess we're even. Now vote, you know, based on... uh, Based well, on what hairstyle And they're both you selling like the same thing, which is the status quo. I mean, and Biden is like, the status quo Although before I Trump. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Trump is selling the status quo. No, no, no. I'm saying Hillary and Biden. Oh, right, As right, equivalents. Right. They were both sort of just grinning and selling the, the status quo. And then please do not inspect any further uh, beneath the hood uh, as far as what my actual motivations and what my policies are. Uh, well, it will be interesting. If Joe Biden loses, like, again, it'll be like, it, was just, it was never meant to be. Yeah. You think this is the third time, third time running for president now. So uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, I'm I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm optimistic as always. We have to stay optimistic here. There's a lot of good things happening. And again, hopefully February 3rd, people will have their voices heard. And uh, yeah, again, when it comes to the impeachment stuff, pay attention to it. Don't, you don't have to. Don't pull your hair out. On, yeah, I mean, um, don't. I've heard so like I got so many text messages from my friends being like, "This is it." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> it's not yet." Um, we're just, you know, the way that the media plays people, man, it's so sad. You know, like twi- obviously we've been talking about uh, social media more on today's episode, but media as well. Just the way that they do it. Again, like I saw Lawrence O'Donnell again on television being like. Will Republicans get rid of Trump? And it's like, no, he's at about 90% approval rating. He is going to be their nominee. There's another person who came out to challenge him. It's like not happening. So don't let, uh, you know, don't let your emotions be manhandled by these maniacs who are just trying to make money to sell you pillows. I I mean, I'm I'm already like worn out in the past four days from uh, from the the amount of news that is not not really news it's, it's all just yeah whatever it's, i know it, it's the most it's it's biz- Mueller report all over bizarre minutiae <laughs> there might they talked about there might be a second whistleblower for three hours and i'm like aren't we still in a war don't we have that going on why don't we talk about anything in this country we still we, we're damn near inching towards a recession and uh we're busy talking about a potential whistleblower 
who can only relay information to us that the dumb president already tells us every day. What more could there be? That's the that's the Trump trick. Yeah. I firmly he's vaccinated he's vaccinated the people by just he gave us so much of the disease. I don't know. I just it's it's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. It's bizarre times. All right. Anything else, Travis? Uh, I do want to the Facebook stuff where they don't they allow uh, basically lies. I want to give a little bit more of a okay. So I just I'm on a uh, popular dot info. Oh. Um. So Facebook's convoluted rationale for allowing basically lies uh, be spread as campaign ads uh, in support of this contention that ads from political candidate candidates are ineligible for fact checking. The Facebook spokesp- spokesperson cited a document called. Fact-checking on Facebook, what publishers should know. Okay. That page contains a guide for the ratings options for third-party fact-checkers. That guide includes the following category. Not eligible. The content contains a claim that is not verifiable, was true at the time of writing, or from a website or page with the primary purpose of expressing the opinion or agenda, agenda of a political figure. Facebook claims this language excludes all direct statements from a candidate or a campaign from fact-checking, including ads. Facebook included a link to this document in its advertising policies when it revised them last week. Now, no matter how many lies are contained in an ad from Trump, for example, uh, Facebook will allow it to run. And uh, this from Nick Clegg, who is Facebook's VP of Global Affairs and Communications. Mm -hmm. He says, "Uh, I really want to make clear today, uh, we do not submit speech by politicians to our independent fact checkers. And we generally allow it on the platform, even when it would otherwise breach our normal content rules. Of course, there are exceptions. Broadly speaking, they are twofold where speech endangers people and where we take money, which is why we have more stringent rules in adverti- on advertising than we do for ordinary speech and rhetoric. So basically, uh, yeah, the politicians fall outside of the regular sort of stringent conditions for for fact-checking. Or it's they basically say, like, uh, this is this is an opinion piece, so these are not necessarily lies. All right, there it is. I also want to read one final email coming in from AM. He says, Ben, Top Hat, please don't call Big Farm Bailout Socialism. It's from a small farmer. He says, love the show. I literally got my tired ass off my couch on my day and grabbed my computer ASAP to email you right after Ben called the last round of... Uh, agribusiness bailout socialism i'm guessing it was meant as a human a humorous manner ah, but as a small business organic farmer i will i really want to clear something up he says the farmers getting hurt by and getting bailouts because of the tariffs are the kinds of fuckers who will destroy our planet if left unchecked they are like walmart's amazon of farming huge corporate businesses that try to claim foul at anything that hurts their profits well they are the exact reason that so many local farmers have lost jobs as we as a nation and large parts of our world have lost touch with where our food comes from in the first place. I can't pretend to be knowledgeable in all aspects, but even with my limited knowledge, I know that the full story is not being told. Very good point. These bailouts are going to massive corporations. Uh, a few of the bailouts are going to some small farms, but very, very few and far between. So that is, uh, when I call it socialism, it's corporate uh, greed, corporate socialism, corporate welfare is exactly what it is. So thank you so much for that message, though. And that's another great reminder that despite what all the rhetoric is, the middle class, small farms, small agriculture businesses are getting screwed. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate you. Have a wonderful week. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. Hail yourselves. 
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.